Welcome to the DL. This is the show where we talk about everything in the truck and equipment repair industry. It's my job to help inform and educate you on ways to help your business. We talk with technicians, business owners, associations, industry experts, manufacturers, and even a few you wouldn't think traditionally apply to your business. Welcome to the DL. I am your host, Tyler Robertson, also the founder and CEO of Diesel Laptops. And like all things, I like to have a good variety on the show. We have our virtual truck repair expo coming up here May 6th and 7th. And I have our keynote speaker with us here today. So I can say after spending all day here, uh, pretty much in talking with Wes, I, I almost feel like I know you, Wes. I, I, almost, I, almost, I almost feel like you were like maybe related somehow or there's a bloodline somewhere. I, I'm not sure what it is, but w- welcome to the show. I'm happy to be here. So... I, I know you're the author of a book, you know, Big Things Have Small Beginnings. Yep. I've, I've read it. A bunch of our people here have. Great, great stuff in there. I want to talk about that for a little bit, too. Great. But why don't you give everyone a little overview of, of who you are and, and kind of your experience a little bit, just to give a little background. Sure. Well, first of all, I'm really happy to be here. You know, I've, I spent the day uh, with Tyler meeting people, going around, looking at things. I'm telling you, this is a very impressive organization, and I, I feel really, really good about being here. It's it's a very comfortable family place. You know, one guy even brings his dog with him. <laughs> now, you know, that's got to that's gotta be worth something. But really, uh, I, I'm blessed uh, over the years to have uh, enjoyed a little bit of success, uh, and most of that is because I've met good people along the way who have been willing to share things with me, share ideas and share thoughts. Um, I took a small business that was doing about $60,000 and built it into a $750 million business uh, operating in uh, 130 countries around the world. In fact, um, it was a little flower business that grew into uh, an international company. And, you know, that was a heck of a ride, and I really enjoyed the experience. But more importantly, I enjoyed the people and events that I came in contact with along the way. And like coming here to uh, Diesel Laptops today, uh, I've met a lot of good people that have taught me so many things. And one of the things that I've learned is that when you meet someone outside of your industry, you can often learn things from them that are new to your, your industry. So you can transfer some of that knowledge and uh, it, it almost seems like it's, uh, you know, original, but it, it is original in your new industry. And I see that an awful lot here, and it, it's really very exciting for me to see. Well, I just want to say I really loved your book, and that there was Good. one part of your book I want to talk about. And I'm not going to give away too much here, hopefully. But you you were younger, working mm-hmm. for your dad, who owns yeah. the flower shop, yeah. and you want to be more involved. You want to grow the business, mm-hmm. and you finally convinced your dad to say, Hey, I got some ideas. I think I can grow the business. And your dad finally says in one breath, great, go do it. And then the next breath, he pretty much says, well, you have no money to go do it with, though. Yeah, well, I, you know, I thought that I was doing the right thing. I laid out, typed up the whole little plan, had a little place to check mark, approve, <laughs> the whole thing. I gave it to him, and, and, he, and he, he said to me, he said, you know, this is, I, I, I'm, I'm not, we're not going to do that. We don't have the money to do that. And I said, well, you know, what am I going to do? You know, I want to be able to grow the business. How is this going to support more than one person if I'm going to be involved if we don't do something? And he said to me, he said, you can do anything you want, 
as long as it doesn't cost any money. <laughs> I know. Well, it, it, and but believe it or not, it was it was liberating. It actually gave me the okay to do some things, and I I was able to. Actually, I got this bit of information from a competitor. I, I was at a, a, a meeting, and I asked him, I said, what's the best thing that you've ever done that didn't cost you any money? Yep. And he went on to give me some information about doing trade with radio and TV stations. And, you know, within a very short period of time, uh, we had built a very nice little business. Uh, not a huge business yet, but a very nice little business uh, by trading for advertising on television and radio. Well, it reminded me a lot of growing my business because mm -hmm. I'm in my dining room table, my my, kit, my garage. Right. We didn't have the money to go do trade shows and magazine ads, and right. we had to think creatively, like how do we how do we do this and get our name out there sure. on a shoestring budget. So, in, when you, I read the book, I was like, oh, I know exactly where he's going to go. He's either going to go do bundles <laughs> or he's going to do consignment. Like he's going to do one of those two things, and then he completely went a different direction, which which and I, I never even would have thought of. Yeah. But what was great about that is you weren't afraid to go ask people and go try things and go learn things and i think that's when you say kind of forced you and liberated i, I think yeah. that's kind of where you're heading yeah. with that yeah well it's very um humbling to sit next to someone who's very successful and say to them that you're not and that you don't have any money to do something with and ask them for advice um but if you're going to make progress the first thing is you have to be honest with yourself. And the second thing is, if you can identify someone who could help you, you need to be honest with them. Because, you know, if I'm gonna, if I was trying to pretend I was somebody that I wasn't, I, he never would have told me that. You know, it took him quite a while before he actually shared it with me. Yeah. Because although it seems simple now, because you've heard the answer, um, it's not so simple when you, you have no idea of what it was or how it worked. But we had we were we had a lot of uh, television advertising and radio advertising, but <clears throat> we were on four or five times a day. Soon we were sponsoring, um, or not sponsoring, we were providing a set management for different television shows. Yep. Um, I was a, a guest on, on numerous television uh, shows uh, in our market, and I, I actually wound up doing a three-week morning stunt stint on a morning show uh, as a result of that. And you know, you have to be willing to go out and take some hits. And with those men that I was, uh, and women that I was contacting about doing those trades, I called them every month on the first of the month and they all said no. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like sales, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And I wasn't even asking for money. You know, yeah. I was just asking a trade. Um, what happened is uh, finally uh, I called one of them and Don Hamlin at, uh, at the CBS affiliate in Detroit uh, was the general sales manager. And I talked to him and he said, Wes, I've been waiting for you to call. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a big Christmas party, and we need stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, that uh, started that uh, expansion, and really it led to a lot of other things. Because of so much advertising that we were doing and so much marketing, we became a very well-known brand in our market. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, we then began franchising. And the franchise was really based upon the market name that we had developed through that trade. It, it's it, and that's just one little bump along the way. Uh, each enterprise that we started or that I worked through always led to another one. Yep. And 
fortunately, it usually led to a more successful one. Isn't it amazing how the doors of opportunity start getting opened up as you start talking to people and asking questions and questioning things? And as you get more successful, it seems like, like man, I now I had one door, now I got 50. Which one do I walk through? And at least that's that's what's kind of what's happening over here at Diesel Laptops. It, it is, um, it is surprising, but it shouldn't be, because you know if you are, if you have a positive outlook on what you're doing. You don't have any choice except to come into positive experiences. And I, I know that for a lot of people, that sounds, you know, a little dreamy-like or something. But I'll tell you something. If you're going to dream, why, why dream a nightmare? Yeah. You, might as well, you might as well give it a shot because, um, you know, everybody's heard the story, I'm sure, about Babe Ruth. Um, yes, he held the, the, the home run record. But he also held the strikeout record. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you don't get to win unless you're willing to risk losing. Yeah. And and that requires uh, a, a lot of character building, and a thick skin. You know, a lot of people are are afraid of of refusal or 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 losing or being told no. You know, I've never really felt that way. Uh, I have a a favorite golfer that not a lot of people are familiar with anymore, but Walter Hagen used to say that um, he didn't care uh, whether or not he hit a few bad shots. It didn't matter to him. He was glad to hit the bad shots because if he hit the bad shots, it means they were out of the way. <laughs> yep, the good ones were behind And the it. good ones were yep. coming. Yep. He, he's, he used to say, I never, hit a I never played a perfect round of golf. Yep. So, you know, it's... I know it's difficult, and people get in a bind, and they get in a in a in a in a funk where they think negatively about something, but it just doesn't work. If there's anything that's that's true, is that positive thoughts, positive actions, they attract positive actions. You, you know, it sounds like that hokey stuff you read, like about oh. yoga and stuff, right? But, yeah. but I, I, I'm going to say this. It's, I, I honestly feel the same way. If I come out with a bad attitude or, or things aren't going right in my personal life, I'm, I'm not getting anything done that day at work. I'm probably grumpy. I'm probably pissing off some employees and making bad decisions. And it's a different mindset when I wake up, energized, vitalized, and just have the right mindset to come in and just kick some ass that day. If you're convinced you're going to fail at something, you're yeah. going to fail. Yep. Hundred percent. If you're convinced you're going to succeed, you might not always succeed, but you'll can find success in the experience. You know, there's an expression that that it's not about the destination; it's about the journey. Most of us, especially a lot of us in this industry, um, have gone for long rides with people, and the conversations that you have in those long rides, they're usually more valuable than the time at your destination. Yep. And that path that you're on, you have a choice. You have a choice of whether it's going to uh, be a positive or a negative. And I know it sounds hokey. I really do. But I also know that it's true works well i kind of never believe you know meditation and all these things you hear about and i told you the story earlier yeah. today it was you know about a year a little over a year ago i was like man i need to lose some weight and 
I was like, I need to start walking every day. And I hated it. It was like the worst. I was like, God, I got to go out there and get some steps and this sucks. Sure. And it's January, February, and it's cold and whatever. And now I look at myself later. I'm, I'm a lot lighter. I'm more healthy. And I look forward to that time. And it's, it's not the walk as much as I get a chance to just kind of listen to some music, walk around. Your subconscious is thinking about things. Sure. Almost every walk I do now, I'm in the middle of my walk. I'm like, you know what? That's a great idea. I'm going to email myself to remind me or write a note here or email somebody. And you kind of need to get that away time to really just kind of just let it all go and just kind of and let your mind go where it needs to go. You know, when when you clear your thoughts, you you give yourself that opportunity for your your subconscious or your, your or your conscious to work on things, things that you might not even think about but it allows you to, to, to manifest your thoughts in such a way that you'll identify the path to get where you need to go. It isn't that you think about it and it magically happens. What happens is you think about things like that and you start to recognize opportunities along the way. Um, I saw a guy who has obviously decided that life is not good for him. He was walking along the road the other day with his dog and he had a shirt on and it said, I'm not single, I have a dog. <laughs> Trust me, this guy is never going <clears> to <throat> enjoy the company of the fairer sex. Yep. Uh, he's already made the decision. So for him, he's positive it's not going to work. Yep. Yeah, and it probably won't, right? That's right. So, so I, I know we have your book here, right. and I know you signed it for Teresa, yeah. so I had to peek and read the, the inscription here that you wrote there, and it was roll the dice. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So roll the dice. What are, what are you talking about when you say roll the dice? You know, you have to be willing to risk in order to have success. Now, I by the way, I do not gamble. I can't stand gambling. It annoys me if I see people gambling because if they really want to give the money away to the casino, why don't they give it to me, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'll play nickel and dime poker with my friends, right? Yeah. All right, so you have to be willing to fail in order to find success because if all we do is try to look for the safe way of getting something done, you know, then, you, then you're never going to ask anybody on a date. You're never going to invest in a business. I mean, listen, if the truth of the matter is, is that in the world the way it is today, as quickly as change takes place, the only guarantee of failure is not risking change. Yep. Ch there's always an element of risk involved in change. But you have to be willing to risk it or you'll, no you'll go nowhere. You know, if if when Chris Columbus, who I think is still on the list of people we can talk about, yeah. <laughs> decides to cross the ocean, there was some risk involved, right? Yep, absolutely. And if he hadn't been willing to risk that, he never would have got to the other side. And everything is life is like that. You know, there's 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 in his if you look in history, there's nothing that has been done that qualifies as being a great accomplishment that didn't involve risk and didn't involve being unconventional, being willing to break the convention and try something new. So, and I 100% I agree, and I always throw fear into that a little bit. So as a business owner, I'm always a little bit fearful, like what I have today could be gone tomorrow. We gotta keep focused on what's coming up here in the future. And I think a lot of the employees here at Diesel Laptops are in that same mindset, like how can we be a little bit better, a little bit better and keep improving ourselves because 
let's face it, I'm, I'm fighting billion dollar corporations here in the things we do. So we, we have to have that mentality. Otherwise, you, you kind of get in trouble if you just keep doing the same thing every day. You know, if you're not a little bit scared about what you're doing, then you're not doing enough. Yeah. And, and by the way, if every decision you make is perfect, then you're not making enough decisions. You're not making the tough decisions. You have to be willing to reach out and make it happen. You know, I spent several years in a, in a military academy, and, and one of the things that you, that you can see if you look back is that the winners usually have the most casualties. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yep. You would think that the winners would not have the most casualties, but usually the winners sacrifice the most yep. to get to winning. Yep. Yeah, 100% agree with you. And I, I know we're talking a lot about change, and I'll, I'll tie that a little bit back to, mm -hmm. to our industry. And yeah. I know we've talked about this today, sure. but I look at where has trucks gone in the last 10 years? Well, they used to have uh, most trucks had uh, drum brakes, and those were re now air disc brakes are the new thing. And guess what? They last longer, they stop the truck quicker, they're quicker to replace, and they're cheaper to replace. So all of a sudden now, that doesn't that translates into not as much repair business on the braking system on trucks. I look at the major components, transmissions, engines, your drivetrain. Those things used to fail all the time. It was common to rebuild a transmission or a rear end in a, in a vehicle or even a, even a big bore engine in so many miles. And with today's technology, that's all changed. Like that's just not a common thing you do anymore. Sure. And so these people that just are focused on rebuilding these components are finding out it's getting scarcer and scarcer and thinner and thinner margins. They're trying to figure out how to deal with it. We have, we have electric trucks coming. Yeah. We have another speaker at the expo that's talking about robots driving trucks yeah. and how close that is and all the different technologies that are there. So you just start seeing all these things and the message we keep trying to get across to all the business owners out there is, look, you need to get good at a lot of things. You, you know what's coming, you can see it. You gotta decide today to start putting the money and time and investment because if you're gonna do this at the last minute, you're already behind a lot of other people and you're gonna have some problems. You've gotta be looking towards the, the next thing. You know, um, a lot of businesses uh, say that they were ruined by the internet. And on the other hand, my business could have been ruined by the internet or I could have grabbed a hold of the internet and jumped in. And that's what I did. Now, not every time I jumped in did it work out fantastically. There were other activities that I tried, you know, whether it was, you know, yellow page advertising in different areas or newspaper in different areas or whatever it was. But, you know, you have to keep on that cutting edge uh, because once you fall one step behind, two steps behind, you can't catch up. And then you wind up being somebody who goes the way of the, the, the condor, you know? Yeah. So I look at repair shops today. And if I ask most business owners, like, what's your job? Like, what, 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 do, you, what do you do? And I say, mm -hmm. well, we fix trucks when they break, right? That's not what you do. You're, you, you are there to take care of your customers' trucks. Right. And one of the first things we talked about when you got here today, we're talking about the new things coming out. And I was like, look, today a truck breaks down. Mm -hmm. It goes to a shop. Someone in that shop diagnoses it. Then someone orders the part. And then the guy fixes it. That's the order it's worked for generations. Right. And that order is about to change. Because all of a sudden now on trucks, you have computers that talk to the cloud sure. and they send data to places. Now data tells you what's failed and it tells you what parts you need to fix those things. So all of a sudden that order of a truck showing up and you diagnosing it and figuring out what parts, that, that's completely pivoting, which means a lot of people that are in the business of repairing things and selling parts, there's a new paradigm that's gonna happen and they need to figure it out. And not far beyond that is the next paradigm or they'll still tell you before you have a problem based on all the analytics and data coming off your vehicle. So 
technology, it changes fast. You don't think it affects uh, your industry, and it does. It affects your flower industry. I told sure. you the story of my dad in the concrete industry sure. as well. Sure. It, it's really amazing how quickly and how fast the pace is happening, and you've seen it firsthand. Yeah, and when those sort of revolutionary things occur, and uh, they are occurring faster and faster and faster now, you, 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 you don't have a you have a choice. You can either, you know, fall off the grid, you know, disappear, or you have to stay ahead of it. You know, sometimes even having a technology that isn't necessarily as effective as it should be, but it provides the, um, the appearance of, of, of moving forward, you know, can, can validate that your uh, integrity as a, as, a, as a leader in your industry is viable. But yeah, you can't uh, you can't wish things back into the bottle. You can't say, oh, I want to do more of these, but they the customers don't want to do them. But that's what I want. And and even on that, for people that set goals, like, hey, we're going to be good at this thing mm -hmm. without a plan, I call that a wish. Yeah. Right. So they need to they need to really get focused on their business. Sorry. Oh, oh look at that! I get, and I got Siri talking to me on my phone <laughs> there too as well. But you know, at the end of the day, there's there's a, the world's constantly changing. The sure. pace is picking up. I really hope when when people come to this expo, they hear from you, they hear from other people that are speaking there, and I think a lot of this is going to come across. So let's just talk about the expo real quick. Sure. I know we talked today a little bit. You want to give them a little prelude kind of on the subject areas that we're going to be talking yeah, about? Yeah, we're, we're looking a little bit into uh, mindset and also um, core competencies. It's it's a, it's difficult sometimes to, to um, look at yourself objectively and what your strengths are and, and what areas you need other people to support you in. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And we're also going to talk about that mindset about getting yourself centered in such a way so that you can be as successful as possible. And uh, it, it's your mindset or the way you look at things. You know, there's there's a, a whole lot of different ways of going about it, but you'd be amazed um, if I show you one picture now and I show you another picture, I can predict what you're going to see in that picture. Yep. Uh, and I have, I have there's two different things you can look at first. And one, you'll see something positive. One, you'll see something negative. And it's, it has to do with how your mind is prepped before you go into it. You know, you go to a football game. You don't see them sitting on the sidelines going, oh, woe is me. I don't think we're going to win before they start, right? Well, my nine-year-old does. but Yeah, yeah. well, okay. But they, they're probably not going to win, right? <laughs> very true, okay. very true. So, you know, you have to – just like a, a, a sports team or an athlete has to get in that zone. Yeah. I'll tell you, getting in that zone in business is just as critical, just as critical. Yep, 100% agree. You have to have the right mindset. I, I know um, – you know, I talk about this a lot in the podcast – Essentially, if I had the mindset, hey, I'm just here to go make a bunch of money and put in my bank account and go buy whatever somewhere, I know my company's not going to make it the next 10 right. years. And I know I have to reinvest those things. I mean, constantly have to look for the next thing and constantly be better every week, every month. Um, otherwise, it's 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 good night for us over the long term. And oh, it's, yeah. I'm trying to build a company to last. And I, I hope a lot of people that are listening to this and that come to the expo, they really understand that, hey, they need to work on their business, not so much as in their business as well. They need to they need to figure it out and figure out where their roadmap is and what their plan is before, really before it's too late. You know, I've been behind the curtain of a lot of businesses over the years, and um, this business, your business here, um, uh, diesel um, uh, laptops, is an amazing 
it comes together in such a way where you've got those different segments and you've got different core competencies being handled by the right type of people, and you, you just create a, a very dynamic atmosphere here. And I'm sure that uh, your clients are aware of that. And if they're not your clients, um, they, they ought to really, they ought to visit you. Well, you I, I still, even yesterday, I had a salesman as I was walking through the halls. He's like, oh, Tyler, by the way, he goes, I get, I get this all the time. People saying they knew you from before. They could hear your kids or your dog barking in the background or you, you sold them a laptop on the trunk of your car. Like, they just said hi. They wanted to you know, make sure they were still around. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I, you know, I wish I had the time to go talk to all those customers on a sure. one-on-one like that. And I, I can't. So you have to trust the employees are doing the right thing for you and everything. So um, with all that said, Wes, if someone wants to get a hold of you, I know you do public speaking. You have mm -hmm. a book. Mm -hmm. You do other things. Mm -hmm. How, how should someone go about getting a hold of you? Probably the easiest way is uh, at, on, on the Internet. And if you just Google Westbury, you'll find me. But um, there's also a Westbury who is a, a barbecue guy down someplace. <laughs> That's not me. I can't do that. Um, but um, just westburygroup.com is the easiest way to get a hold of me. Well, I very much appreciate you spending the time to come down here. Sure. You're going to be back again at our studio for yeah. the for the expo in a, yeah. a couple of weeks. So I think it's going to be a great time. We're going to have a lot of people there, and hopefully everyone comes away with it. So with that said, again, thank you for coming down here. Great. Thank you very much. Awesome. Well, as we always end it all up and everything, I just want to say, remember, it's not just diagnostics. It's diagnostics done right. That, come, that means working on your business. It means learning. And we will see you at the expo in May.